All right, good morning. Welcome to MBM's weekly training booster. Um, over the next few weeks, we are going to be covering a whole host of soft skills. Um, here at MBM, the home of sticky learning, we are looking to improve those soft skills that you've got very practically and pragmatically in the workplace. I'm Andy from MBM. My colleague here is Darren. And today we are going to talk about how to improve your negotiation skills. So our weekly booster is how to improve your negotiation skills. Darren, let's kick off. For you, what is negotiation skills? Negotiation skills, yeah, it's a question we get asked a lot and we have over the last 20 years of training. Most people think that when they haggle, they're negotiating. They're not, they're not. There are eight ways of resolving a conflict. The one I'm gonna talk about right now is haggling versus negotiation. So you know when you go to a market, a foreign market, and you buy a pair of Roy bags. And Roy bands, you got them for five euros and they're worth about 900 euros. They're not. Haggling is you start here, I start here with the in the middle. That is not negotiating. That is one valid form of resolving a conflict. But haggling and negotiating are different. Negotiation is where we are um, discussing and we have more than one variable. So haggling is one variable, price. Negotiation is one, two, three, four, five variables. Awesome. Brilliant. Great overview. Um, you mentioned uh, eight stages, eight stages to negotiations and how you can improve those negotiation skills. Can you give us a flavour for, for some of them? Okay, so there are eight methods of resolving a conflict. So we've got haggling, negotiation, surrender, we just give in, normally with the kids. Um, we've got problem solving, we've got unilateral action and so on. So there are eight, but the one we're really talking about today is negotiation. And we have to be careful when we think we're negotiating, doing that. But it's normally we're either haggling or we're problem solving. They're both absolutely valid, but we're not negotiating. Negotiating has four stages to it. And those four stages, so we prepare, which most people don't do. Then we go in and we ask a bunch of questions. We poke around. Then we propose, and then we count the winners. Right, so there are really four stages, and the one that most people miss is the prepare one. Cool. Um, and if we were to kind of just talk about preparing for, for a moment, um, what one thing in your mind and the experience that you've got stands out to being the best way you can prepare for a negotiation? Okay, so when most people prepare for a negotiation, they do one of two things. They either have a bit of think about it, and then they go into the negotiation, hit a brick wall and wonder how they got there, or they do the dreaded PowerPoint, the open up PowerPoint, start typing away and they present. Actually, that's not negotiation either. So we created a square dance, a simple template, A4 template of how you can prepare for your negotiation with confidence. So it's a square dance and we, we named it something rather um, apt, silly, so you can find it on the web. So if you just search square dance negotiation, you get a free template, please use and abuse it as you wish. Good stuff. All right, so maybe we can um, include that template uh, in the video. We'll certainly uh, put the link around somewhere towards the end. Um, absolutely take that template, figure out how you can improve your negotiation skills by using it because it's going to give you various ways of preparing for it powerfully, but allowing you to improve your confidence. And for me, and with any of the soft skills that we cover, ultimately what sits behind that is a person's self-belief and their confidence in order for them to be able to go off and do that stuff. Um, the template is gonna be a good way to, to help boost that confidence. Um, what other ways in your experience do you think people can boost the confidence when it comes to negotiation skills? 
Um, so this is where we get to the peripheral stuff that people will see as a bit pink and fluffy. I get it. We'll talk about soft skills and there's no silver bullet. There's nothing that's absolutely hard that you can do, but there is stuff that you can do to prepare and improve your confidence. One of those is to watch Amy Cuddy's video. Amy Cuddy is a researcher for Harvard, professor at Harvard, and she came up with a cracking video about how your body language can change how you think. So I really, really recommend you watch that and it will help. The second thing you can do is word on head, and we won't have time to explain that now, but let's say I came into this conference call with you now, and I had a post-it note in my head, a metaphorical post-it note, and I had written on it, nervous. You would see me doing a bit of this, and I wasn't really sure, but actually what I said to myself before I started this is confident, and my tone, my body language, my words changed to meet my post-it. So we need to choose the word we're gonna have on our head before we go into negotiation, a lot of our clients have the word buggered. And then they go in and they get CCR. Yeah, that self-fulfilling prophecy just kicks in. Um, and all of that stuff that goes behind it with their, their nervousness, that built-up excitement, can just do them damage because ultimately they're going to do whatever their brain tells them to do. I think for me, one of the most powerful techniques, yet one of the most simplest ones, is to let us control our breathing because the risk is we go in, we're a bit kind of pumped up, a bit excited, we're breathing a little bit faster, our body's kind of saying, actually, I'm not sure I want to get here, I don't want to be here, get me out of here. Fight or flight starts to kick in, our oxygen levels drop in our brains because they're actually going out to our extremities to get us the heck out of there. Actually, just sometimes slowing down, taking a few breaths in, holding it, letting our breaths come out, but actually controlling that in, hold and out cycle. Doing that a few times can just allow us to come back to um, a much stronger position of uh, control and a much stronger position of uh, feeling in control, which is super powerful. All right, good stuff. Um, let's come back to how to improve negotiation skills. Um, what's the one thing that you've seen done really badly over the years? That kind of thing, that mistake that just seems to crop up time and time again? Um... In my experience, when I talk about open and closed questions as a trainer with a group of learners, everyone either nods violently or rolls their eyes and go, oh, I know this. And that's cool. We get open and closed questions and when you explore it with them, go, yes, Darren, a closed question is yes or no. Okay, so what's an open question? And the really smart ones get to five bums and rugby posts, the why, the what, the how, blah, blah, blah. Cool. In my experience, this many people actually do it zero they get it intellectually darren i've got it put them in practice and all their questions are closed is that the best deal you've got does it come with glue does it look like this and they get into closed questions and then they get stuck because they're not extracting any information from their opponent all they're doing is confirming what they already knew so closed questions and it's really hard and even now i can almost hear the viewers going yeah we know this darren and my challenge to you, you don't use open questions. All right, good stuff, love that. Um, all right, so that's one of the biggest pitfalls that you've seen that people fall into. Um, in terms of the flip side of that coin, what stuff have you seen done really well? And I know we've talked about preparation and using our square dance to improve our, uh, to improve our negotiation skills. Um, what stuff have you seen done really well that you think, do you know what, if everyone did that, that would just rock? Okay, well, I'm sort of going to flip that coin on what I just said. It's all about questions again. And the salespeople, the account managers out there, they're 
Over the last 20 years, if I was to put my money on whether I'd put an account manager into a negotiation or a marketeer, I put a marketeer every time. And the reason is the marketeers are more curious. They're more inquisitive. The account managers go in a bit like this. They're ready for a fight. They know the buyers. They understand it. The marketeers less want a fight and more want to understand. And that's why the marketeers most of the time win more deals than the account managers. Nice. I like that. That's interesting. And I guess it's those different styles that can be kind of um, accommodating, compromising, competing. Um, there's some others, I'm sure. Um, it, it's then the style and the, that kind of character that we choose to play and why I think we should always be ourselves. We can in turn dial certain things up and dial things, certain things down based on that situation and based on the audience that we've got. Um, and it becomes for me you know, an understanding of who they are what their needs are and then trying to kind of find a middle ground and an appropriate place to, to start that conversation and get that dialogue going. Absolutely does and you touched on there the Thomas Hillman conflict styles and there are five of them and we naturally will gravitate to one or the other and that's cool it's just finding out who we are and working with that best. Brilliant good stuff okay so thinking um, one killer takeaway that our audience can uh, succeed go away and do a practical tip um, beyond the square dance template for preparation that's awesome what what else do you think would uh, really resonate with uh, our viewers and our listeners today well i'm going to give them one challenge and that is be ambitious really easy to say fairly hard to do most people aren't ambitious enough in their negotiations so if you were chasing a listing of 50 stores let's call it 400 if you're chasing three pound a case what about chase two pound a case or the opposite so most negotiators aren't ambitious enough. They don't think what's possible and then try and touch the edges. So that's my challenge. Brilliant. I like that. I like that because it's always that start with the end in mind. Create it in the mental first, then in the physical. That will come. Stephen Covey's seven habits stuff where let's believe in the possible and then make sure it happens. And all the effort and all the resource and time we put into preparing, delivering and ensuring that negotiation was successful all works to achieving that end in mind. Yeah. And for me, this is how they can improve their negotiation skills. There's a few tips in there that they can do right now. So best of luck. Good stuff. Okay, Darren, thank you. All right. So this was our weekly training booster. Today was about how to improve your negotiation skills. And um, within the video and the links that's going to support this, we're going to add in the Squared Arts template. We're going to put the link to our ultimate guide to negotiation skills. Um, and at the same time, if you've got thoughts, and questions about anything we've covered this week or anything we're going to cover in future weekly training booster sessions, please drop us a line. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thanks, Adam.